Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Scott Presler might join us, kind of impromptu. Uh, something about an Amish protest in Lancaster. It's like Amish Batman over here. Yeah. Mining those votes out there. The news today, this morning, officially, Ronna McDaniel uh, withdrew and... March 8th is the date, and Scott, as a gentleman on his Twitter, stopped this long thread he had in which he was constantly, in a friendly way, but direct, saying, Madam Chairman, what about this, what about that over the course of time? Never getting an answer because of how inefficient this was. Uh, Let's go to Scott Presler here on uh, Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Scott, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Big CPAC. Uh, events. Were you there, Scott? Hey, Dom. Thank you. No, you know, I'm actually in West Virginia. There was a gun show this weekend and Fairmont, and the owner of Showmaster's gun show, Annette, she is kind enough that she does gun shows in four states in the country, and she has allowed us to have a voter registration presence at every single one of them. And so while I value CPAC and, you know, my time that I've had to speak there, I figured that especially this year, election year, I need to be with the people out training volunteers and registering new voters. See, uh, before we get to the protests, my producer is saying, play Mike Lindell for you. You were a gentleman in what you responded to. I'm sorry to uh, put you in there with Lindell. I got wound up over the weekend, though, Scott, because these are unhelpful. We got Laura Trump on board now, how you and I see this. And um, somehow or another, gently or whatever, how do we convince a Mike Lindell to stop it already, saying it's the same thing, essentially, to vote on Election Day as it is with mail-in, mail-in balloting? They can cheat more. If you vote early, they can cheat more. We, we can't win unless we uh, reach these people in some way. Well, look, we, we all have our path. We all have our strengths. And that's how I lead is when I'm working with a volunteer or when I'm working with someone who's passionate about politics, I want to find how are they able to best help the movement. And so when I saw that tweet the other day, and I didn't mean any any harm or foul, it's just, look, the Mike Lindells are are necessary. He can help with electioneering and election day worker, and he can help get all those people that care about election integrity activated. And then the Laura Trumps are, are invaluable And they can help push that look for our truckers and police officers and firefighters and pilots and and all those people that maybe they can't get to their precinct on Election Day, getting a pathway for them to get a mail-in ballot in their hands or get them to vote early. And then, you know, me with voter registration. And so I see value in bringing everyone into the table, and that is my intent, to make sure that every person that wants to defeat Joe Biden, that they have a voice in our movement. So, uh, Scott, as I understand it now, you're back uh, with the Amish, uh, uh, that Amos Miller is this Amish farmer in Lancaster. His phone, uh, farm was raided. Department of Agriculture, is this over milk? Oh, th- this, guys, is critical. I want to make it clear. The Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture is waging a war against dairy, is waging a war against farmers, against raw milk, against the right to try, right to buy. I mean, you want to talk about my body, my choice. Why is the government coming in and limiting my right to buy from whom I choose and to put into my body what I want? 
And I want to make it clear, they are coming after the Amish. Governor Shapiro, the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture, is coming after the Amish because they know that the Amish maybe aren't going to fight back. And it's first the Amish, then the farmers, then us. First, Amos, then us. And so I need everybody, if you support the right to try, right to buy, if you support farming, if you support the ability for us to choose, then please show up at 1130 a.m. outside of the Lancaster Courthouse. And remember, this is big Amish territory. And so we're going to have people coming from Ohio, from Wisconsin, farmers from all over the country, because this is going to impact farming this is going to impact private membership associations which are critical to families getting food in our country so please show up thursday the 29th at 11:30 a.m at the lancaster courthouse for a peaceful peaceful rally in support of amos miller uh also it's another way to connect the dots to the amish who uh I've only had on, Scott, you've actually been there. I actually got somebody on the phone in the 2004 election when the Amish Mm. bishops were going with George W. Bush. He couldn't hold the phone. Somebody else did. We had a contact. And it seemed to inspire them to actually be involved. What's happening to them here? We know where this comes from. It comes from the more progressive point of view, which says, no, the government's going to determine what you can drink and what you can't drink. Well, look, at the end of the day, the Bible also tells Christians and people of faith that we should not be slaves to men. And that's what's happening. The Amish community is going to become a slave to men if they do not vote, if they do not defend their farming rights and the rights to religious freedom. And look at look at the fact that simply there is virtually no autism in the Amish community. They must be doing something right. And so we, as what they deem us as English, we as English people must stand in solidarity with the Amish. And that is why I'm asking anyone, if you're in the Philly area, if you're near Lancaster, please come show your support. And let's show the Amish that we are going to come stand by side, side by side on February 29th, Thursday at the Lancaster Courthouse, 1130 a.m. And um, we are also, I've recruited volunteers and I've spoken to the organizers and we will be registering voters at that event as well, making sure that every person Uh, that comes there is going to get registered. All right. Subtle point. But over the weekend, my big story, despite all these big stories, I follow you on Twitter. We think very much alike other than Mike Lindell. You're a better man. As far as bringing them into the tent, <laughs> my, my methodology is shut up and sit down on this. Go raise money. That's good. But, but Scott, uh, the subtlety of this, that the Green Party is now on the ballot in Wisconsin. And I did a whole thing today talking about uh, you propagating that here in Pennsylvania and everywhere. First of all, it's the right thing to do that these, uh, this point of view is represented. But in, in this election in Pennsylvania... These third-party candidates being on the ballot, particularly somebody like the Green Party, they actually have influence. In 2020, they were not on the ballot in Wisconsin, right? Oh, no. This, I am excited out of my mind about this. Perk up your ears, everyone that's listening to the Dom Giordano (laughs) show. No, 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 I'm serious. Perk up your ears. Because in 2016, the Green Party was on the ballot in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. In 2020, the Green Party was not on the ballot in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. And what happened? 
Now, the Wisconsin federal elections, because the Wisconsinite people voted 1% for a Green Party candidate, the GP is on the ballot. And in Pennsylvania, I've looked over the rules, we only need 5,000 signatures statewide for Jill Stein to get on the ballot. And so what I'm unveiling, Dom, is I'm working on, we have two months to plan, that I want as many volunteers at polling locations across the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania that, A, we're going to be getting volunteers for every person that comes to vote on the 23rd. We want volunteer recruitment. And secondarily, I want to have petitioners circulating petitions on behalf of Jill Stein, on behalf of RFK Jr., on behalf of Dr. Cornell West, because you know what? Again, if Democrats like democracy, which requires choices in elections, then certainly they would sign on behalf of Dr. Jill Stein and Dr. Cornell West and making sure that we have more choices this November in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And, just and that's to, my plan. Just to refresh, I'm not sure if you were active then, given your age, but in talk radio, we remember what happened in Florida in 2000, and uh, Ralph Nader was a Green Party candidate. We know how close it was, and people voted for the Green Party. They didn't like, surprisingly, Al Gore. Absolutely. Well, and look, I we, we are having a diverse approach this year to politics that we've never had before. So when I come on your program and I talk about the Amish, we're also reaching out to the Jewish community. 30% of evangelicals are not registered to vote. And furthermore, here's breaking news that I just put out on Twitter, but I haven't talked about on radio, is I had a mosque reach out to me, and the Muslim community is irate over Joe Biden's policies that are anti-peace in the Middle East. And furthermore, females in the Muslim community, and men too, are irate over the sexualization and indoctrination that we're seeing in the teaching and curriculum in our schools. And so I'm telling you right now, the Muslim community, they are so ready to join the Republican Party because they want peace. They don't want the indoctrination of our children in our schools. And this is a ripe opportunity for us to join hands in solidarity with all of these different religious groups in preparation for November. Uh, Dan tells me you want people outside. I'm thinking of the great uh, Tommy Lee Jones, Dan. Was it in uh, it wasn't in U.S. Marshals. It was in the or was it U.S. Marshals? I want you to search every outhouse, hen house, <laughs> bathroom within. Uh, we'll, we'll find that line, Dan, because Scott wants Sorry, people. The, the fugitive, Dom. The fugitive. Ah, that's right. The fugitive. Uh, outside farmers markets, rodeos, even crawfish. Oh, no, no, no. Like, listen, people oh. make fun of me because I'm like, look, I will go and hang out at truck stops and parking lots and Walmarts and sheets and Wawa. Like, literally, this is leave no stone unturned in this election. Absolutely. Well, Scott, where do people find you on Twitter? And again, 1130 this Thursday at the Lancaster County Courthouse. Yes. So the protest in support of Amos Miller, the Amish community, Derry, is 1130 this Thursday, the 29th at the Lancaster Courthouse. Please show up and support. And you can also support me by going to earlyvoteaction.com. Again, that's earlyvoteaction.com. And my Twitter is at Scott Pressler. And an interview with Don Jr. talking about the Amish is going to unveil today on Rumble at 6 p.m. Oh, oh, dude. No, I've been making the rounds, baby. Yeah. I have been making the but rounds. Don Jr. on the Amish. I got That's must-see yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, 6 p.m. on Rumble, my interview with him. And he's very – he actually – 
uh, is interested in seeing what, what they can do to support any Amish protests and rallies in the future. So who knows? Maybe Don Jr. might be coming to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania this year. All right. Good stuff, Scott. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk with you, hopefully, at the rally, because it's around the time I'm on. I'm Dan will contact you on Thursday. Oh, wonderful. Can't wait. Thank, Thank you, you gentlemen. All right, Scott Presler. By the way, Dan. Don Jr., you have to look up the tweet. I don't want to go too far in the air with some of the language. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. But Joe Biden, apparently in an upcoming book, said his marriage has lasted this long with Dr. Jill Biden because of what, Dan? I don't know. Good sex. Oh, well. uh, uh, (laughs) So Don Jr. says he doesn't believe there's enough Viagra in in the the world to uh, be involved in this. He used another word in there. I'm not going to get into that. I felt guilty. I was fully clothed. There you go. All right. Coming up after uh, Dom's. Well, let me take a couple calls. You're going to put you all back in chain. Then Dom's money melody. Apparently, uh, Joe Biden, and I didn't see who this is yet, Dan. Maybe you can tell us, has agreed to or is doing an interview with a light night TV host. Could it be Stephen Colbert? How gushing could it possibly be? Can you imagine? Who's he most likely to do it with? Um, Colbert, Fallon, uh, Seth Myers. Colbert would be the easiest for him. Yeah, you would think so. I don't think Jimmy Fallon would want to do it. Um, Yeah, I think it's probably Colbert. And you know what they're going to talk about that I will play ad nauseum? Their vision of Catholicism. They're both Catholics, devout Catholics. My God, is there a bishop out there that can just do once excommunicado? I, I love the Latin of excommunicado. Yes. Hey, if Don Trimmer Jr. is trying to find some, you know, ideas to reach that Amish community, how about some, you know, butter that's shaped like gold bars called Trump butter? <laughs> it's a heck of an election. I could give him some advice on the We got on the Amish. Guy had to hold up the phone for him. It, it's one of my top A golden ever. buggy called the Trump buggy. Yeah, this was in 2004, and I could just picture that guy. We didn't have uh, YouTube or anything then, but somebody was holding up the phone pretty close to him. He couldn't touch it, <laughs> going back and forth, pleading with the Amish to come out and vote. We now introduce the Trump hammer. Yes. All right, let's go to, um, let's see. I just want to get a couple people in here. Let me go to Dave in Marlton. All right, Dave, who's your fancy person? Yes. Well, I thought of uh, John Kerry is my fa- I, uh, he's the epitome of being a fancy person in my mind. Yes, well, they, your Trump card, Dave. Come on, play that out. What is it that he did in 2004 when he was running for president? That's the epitome of it. Oh, the uh, the cheesesteak. Yes, is that the cheese? The cheesesteak yes. hogan <laughs> with Swiss, right? Right. Yes. I mean, with a fork and a knife. Well, no, wait, yes. you're going too far. You didn't have a fork and knife. <laughs> He took these mincing. I don't know. I thought, or maybe it was the pizza. I know he 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 did something with pizza too. I think he did with the fork and the nut. It was the the mincing little bite. Look, nobody really in a suit should be eating a cheesesteak hoagie. I mean, you just can't do it. But you got. I don't think he took whiz. He didn't. He didn't (laughs) use whiz either. Oh my god! What's the fanciest cheese for a cheesesteak? Is it Swiss? Uh. No, I like Swiss cheese. There's nothing wrong with no, that. No, not on a cheesesteak, though. Oh, I mean, that's, cheese that's too fancy for a cheesesteak. Uh, probably... Is provolone too fancy for a cheesesteak? No, nah, it's Italian. It can't be. No. Okay. All right, Dave, that is a great one. Oh, Dan, that is a great one. And he got the right uh, thing there. Greta in Gloucester. All right, Greta, who is too fancy? Uh, I guess it was Miss Piggy from The Muppets. Oh, she's she always fancy. had to have... 
uh, you know, the cigarette holder, the long gloves, the fancy dresses and hair and the all feather that. feather boa. Yep, exactly yes, right. Yeah. All right, we'll put you down for that one. Boy, I'm fired up hearing Scott Presler even more than usual. What the heck's going on out there? The Amish over raw milk blaming Biden. You know that's going to happen. All right, but right now, Dan, it is time. Then we'll take more calls for It's Dobbs Money Melody. All right, today we are playing for a pair of tickets to the 8th Annual Bucks Blues Exposition Explosion on April 5th at the Zlock Performing Arts Center. Nice spot on the campus of Bucks County Community College in Newtown, Pennsylvania. For tickets and more information, visit bucks.edu slash tickets. This is intriguing, a blues concert, man. It's right up my alley. Nice spot. We did... uh, What's the name? Uh, Brian Kilmeade there. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's great yeah. theater. Hey, so uh, you gave Liberace as a yes. uh, very fancy individual. I don't think anyone can disagree with that, the sequence and the outfits that he'd mm-hmm. wear. Uh, but, Dom, today he's going to be uh, playing, twiddling the keys for our money melody, Dom. Uh, a very fancy song. We want the name of the song today, Dom. And I picked this song specifically because being a producer, I notice it a lot. It's used... When a, a, a filmmaker or a TV person wants to be extra fancy in a scene, they often put this one in there. It's actually used in uh, Ocean's Eleven uh, oh, in a very crucial moment. But, Dom, uh, this song that you hear often in films and TV shows being played by Liberace here, he's covering it. It's not his original. We want to know the name of this song, Dom. Take a listen. All right, name that song, and you're going off to the Blues Festival, Blues Explosion in April. It's Don Money Melody. Where's all the money gone? Show me the money. Yes, do that. All right, here's a little bit of Liberace covering a famous song. What is the song, Dan? Let's go to Chuck in Delco on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Chuck, what's the song? Hi, Dom and Dan. Is it Nocturne? All right, good try. Uh, anything possible at Liberat? Do you know Nocturne, Dan? I don't. And I'm no, so, hoping okay. there's not a cover of this song that sounds very similar. But no, yeah. that's not the name I'm looking for. I'm looking for the original uh, name. That's The uh, original name. Okay, yeah, yeah. Dorothy in Yardley. Dorothy, what's the name of the song? Oh, hi, Claire Deleuze. There it is. All right, you are going off not too far from you to the uh, Zlock Theater over there in Bucks County. Nicely played, Dorothy. Yeah, Claire Deleuze. Great, great song there. You hear in Ocean's Eleven and some other great films as a romantic kind of fancy song, a going away, sadness, some type of song. Uh, but it means, Dom, and that's why I was with Nocturne. I, I thought maybe there, he had something there. It means moonlight in French, okay. Claire de Lune. So I, but he was close, but nope, we got our winner there with Dorothy. So congratulations, you win that uh, great ticket. Yeah, Joe show. of Exton's on the line. He could have helped navigate that. We'll get to him in a moment. First, I want to go to Leslie, though, in uh, Bryn Mawr. Leslie, afternoon, always uh, welcome. But you particularly are not on the Tulsi Gabbard train here. 
Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> very direct aloha there. Well, you know, um, aloha also means goodbye. <laughs> oh, Music's kind of perfect so, for this one, too. So, um, Tulsi Gabbard, do you believe, well, first of all, if she wasn't as, if she looked like Sandra Bernhardt, would you have as strong the feelings that you do about her? Well, wait a minute, you're, you're already it. making me, you're always making me the straw man here. I didn't say I was signing off on Tulsi Gabbard. I'm just saying I'm kind of surprised at CPAC she didn't do as well as I thought she would. She won on my Twitter poll, and I was kind of surprised at that. So I think they're taking, I get your point. But how about uh, Governor Nome? Uh, okay, but let, I want to I want to stick with um, Tulsi here for a second. If you look at her voting record while she was in Congress, she was lockstep with the Democrats and or abstained on a lot of abstaining. So if I'm put if I'm voting for somebody to be my Congress representative, I don't want to see abstaining from votes. I want to see your vote. Um and well, well, Leslie, hold that thought. Uh, to your point, Salvatore Lentine sent me this on a busy day. This is what makes talk radio. He goes to Heritage Action for America, checks her voting record, and it's around uh, 10%, about 11% of what Heritage for America would like to see. So your point, it's well taken. What about the argument, though? She is a stirring example of people leaving the Democrat Party and seeing it differently. Which is wonderful. But do you believe actions are louder than words? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, her actions have shown she is lockstep with the Democrat Party. Now, that's great that she's left and no longer wants to go down the progressive road with them. But she hasn't proven herself to me to be the vice president, which is the heartbeat away from the presidency. Good, good, interesting point. Here's something, though. And again, I, I, plan, I promise by tomorrow, and I'm sure others are doing this, uh, Governor No, uh, her record on uh, life, pro-life and all that, there was this rather harsh bill that I believe she signed relatively recently. Tulsi Gabbard is, well, maybe even extremely pro-choice. And I know that's not where I am, but you know what I'm looking at in this campaign. I don't want them going after a VP because they've yes. been too harsh on abortion. That's all they're looking to do. Sure. I, and I understand that. And if it is, uh, no, they have to figure out a way to just, they need to shut down that question. And, uh, and Trump does it effectively. He it says it's yes. on the states. It's on the states. Move on. And that's how they need to, if it's her, that's how she has to say it. It is a state issue and period. Well, see, I don't see Tim Scott effectively doing that. That's why I have a little doubt there with him. Yeah. Um, I like Tim Scott. I, I'm not sure who the person is. To me, I haven't seen or nor can I think of who would be the good choice. Can I ask Leslie a quick question? Yeah, sure. Uh, Les, what, what do you think the number one demographic Trump needs to capture with this election in, in your eyes? Are you along the lines of Dom that you think it's moderate suburbs, or where, where do you stand? Um, that's a tough question because 
I can really only identify the suburbs that I live in. And I can tell you here, I, I don't think they're going to go Trump. And I don't know what would ever take them to do that. They're, they are very much uh, mainstream media, yeah. brainwashed, Trump bad, Trump bad, Trump bad. Well, where you so, are, where you are, definitely. But the suburban Philadelphia, we got to do percentage points better. If we do, then he's going to win. Leslie, who's your I person? Think the youth, I think the youth vote is kind of an interesting thing that's going on right now, though. There seems to be some movement on the youth. And if if anything, best case scenario is if they are so disillusioned with Biden that they don't vote at all. You read my mind. We are lockstep on that. Let's hope they don't show up. Yes, I hear yeah, exactly. you. I, I'll say it. Leslie, who's your fancy person? Okay, so I started with the person, but I changed my mind. And I'm okay. going to go with if you go to a restaurant and you get a uh, chilled salad plate, you are in a fancy restaurant. Ooh, oh, the, the chilled ch- salad. Yes. We were at Carabas last night. I liked that the plate for our bread and all was hot, Dan. Yeah. I mean, I want to see that guy drink right out of the dishwasher to me. Well, Carabas no does it, too. Contact. You know you're in a fancy place when they bring out that little saucer filled with oil. Yes. And the little spices in it for you to dip your bread in. Carabas does that, right? They have yeah, the, the yeah. olive oil well, with the dip-in sauce. I, and... I may be a little bit germaphobe. I like to pour it on my own little oh. thing, the thing out of that. Yes. Yeah, no, you're not yeah. putting it on a saucer? Nope. No. Well, my own saucer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't uh, share the saucer. Wait, but you're, you went with your wife. You're not sharing it with your wife? Well, no, it was a party of nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, no, you're right. Yeah, once you... If it's outside the immediate family, you got to have your own saucer. Yes, there were people outside the immediate family. Yes. Okay. That's right. appropriate then. Hunter Biden, the entitled son, the prodigal son. If there was ever a guy, I don't want to get into the Bible here too much, Dan, but the prodigal son always gets me in trouble. It's unexplainable to me. The good son, that would be Bo Biden. Uh, It seems like they kill the fatted calf when the prodigal son comes home. The prodigal son, Hunter Biden, does an interview. He's testifying behind closed doors on Wednesday with uh, Axios. And he says he worries that Republicans' daily attacks and the criminal prosecution are taking a toll on his family and could lead to a relapse, given the history of struggling with addiction. He told Axios' Alex Thompson that he sees his continued sobriety as a crucial, not only to his life, but to ensuring Donald Trump doesn't return to the White House. Oh, my God. Now, Trump is being cited as, Dan, somebody that might have someone fall off the wagon, not on the wagon. That was a Seinfeld reference. We did get a quote from Hunter Biden. I can handle things. I'm smart. (laughs) Not like everybody says. One of my favorites. I want respect. Uh, That's not the way Pop wanted. Okay. Uh, Mike. (laughs) You don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that. Fredo, you're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. That Mo Green character, I don't know who the actor is, was great, Dan. Just by the way he was doing the tie the whole time. You know, that, that tie, Rodney Dangerfield thing with the tie was uh, tremendous when he was going to make a point. He said, uh, the ultimate test for a recovering addict, I don't know. I've always been in awe of people who have stayed clean and sober through tragedies and obstacles. They're my heroes, my inspiration. He added, 
I have something much bigger than even myself at stake. We are in the middle of a fight for the future of democracy. Can you imagine this guy? About whether he is going to go back to cocaine, etc. It's a fight for democracy. God. He's just weaponizing as they have the whole addiction thing here. I wish somebody in the field would say that. Stop it already. Stop it. But no, they'll use anything imaginable in order to do that. All right, let's go to uh, Robert and Ben Salem on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Robert, afternoon. Hi, Dom, Dan. It's good to talk to you guys on this beautiful day. And I've whittled it all down, okay? Um, I, I wanted to refer to Frank's call earlier, okay? Yes. And we all understand that the Democrats are going to cheat. It's part of their DNA. All I'm saying is, yeah, have the mail ballots. Yeah, have guys like Scott Pressler. In other words, make them cheat. Make them cheat big, because if you give up, they no longer have to cheat, and now they're a legitimate government. Keep fighting. We will win in the end, Frank, okay? It's going to take a while, but guys like Dom and Scott Pressler and the new Republicans that are seeing the forest for the trees are going to fix it, man. Hang in there. Well, and I I would add to that. Thank you, Rob. And it's also at the same time, you're playing defense. Uh, There are uh, election integrity stuff that the RNC is going to be rolling out, which means you heard Laura Trump, I hope, Robert, when she was on. And I tried to impress upon them behind the scenes saying you're going to have a poll watcher there at every poll on Election Day in Philadelphia and other places is good. But you have to understand what that takes. We're trying to impress upon them. And if they did that, wouldn't people start to feel better that we didn't let them drive people out of being a poll watcher in Philadelphia? Absolutely. And it's not only that. It's that as long as we stay in the game, we have a chance. Because if you look at what the Democrats are doing, it has to implode eventually. For instance, if we had an honest media, that 28 percent that thought that he was doing a good job on the border, that's the vote he would get. That's the vote he would get. He's going to get over 40 because of the media. But I just say all we got to do is stick to our guns and get involved. Scott Pressler is setting an example for everybody out there to get the message out that it's all hands on deck. Okay, And, Dan, when Black Jack Lanza and Black Jack Mulligan dominated wrestling with their cheating and their iron claws, (laughs) did people give up? No. You, oh, you, you brought it home to Dan. You put a wrestling thing in there. Very, we've already heard. We've already heard the three-point shot today is like the mail-in battle. Very dated wrestling. Yeah, uh, that is a great wrestling <laughs> thing. That's true. But Don, you 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 always say tag him in. Yes. And one more thing before I leave. What cracks me up is people who say that they are triggered by guns. Think about it. People don't even know what they're saying anymore. Yeah. Have a great day. Oh, well, who's your person? Yeah, who's your person? Uh, Queen Elizabeth, he had. I'll give me get wound up. Queen Elizabeth's a good one. You know, we think of fancy. Imagine Queen Elizabeth behind the scenes, Dan, talking it over after the formal sitting about Markle. Oh, President Did Trump. Did she ever let her shoulders down, her hair down? Uh, uh, yeah, you had up? to see her when she was younger. What beautiful. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And it was in the height of World War II that she was very valuable. But over the weekend, President Trump, in addition to a million other things, Said, nah, he's on his own if I'm reelected president. Talking about Prince Harry. He said, I'm going to get him, essentially, for doing what he did to the queen. How does a guy juggle all these lawsuits playing golf, which seems to be a lot to me? 
and other uh, types of things and have some comments on Prince Harry. <laughs> I can see Prince Harry. Oh, man. Do you think the guy has any regrets and doesn't see? Is that the most uh, what? I, I hate that. I don't want to be sexist on this, but, uh, you know, a, a power a difference in a relationship. A good relationship. Oh, I, I don't agree with that. You think so? No, look at the White House. Who? Um, Dr. Jill and oh, Joe. Oh, Dr. Jill and Joe. Well, at this point, yeah. Doing, yeah. You know what? That might be a side. Power differential in a relationship. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I feel like we get into trouble with this one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> look, I give him, I give him credit for uh, being able to deal with that. I'd have to say... Look, I need a billion dollars next year to play because I have to out earn uh, my fiance or whatever she is in Taylor Swift. How could you, you know, how could you come close on that, Dan? That's got to be. Or you, you're on the side that says, oh, no, that's fine. I think it's fine. Yeah. Hazy, you made a billion last year. Get out there. We need two billion. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boss lady. Yes. 855-839-1210. Uh, it's the uh, lightning round coming up next. Today, uh, apropos of nothing, other and Dan, this really did work. He just said, ah, we've never done fancy. Somebody or something, real or fictional, that is fancy. That's what we want. 855-839-1210. The time has come for the final test. Uh, we usually call it the lightning round. Yes, that's right. We'll get to that in a moment. One announcement, uh, billionaire backing the Coke Network has halted Nikki Haley's campaign funding. Uh, that is a uh, biggie, but she seems to have enough to go on of people that just want her out there, uh, pounding away at Trump. Dan, when do you set that she quits? I said it at the end of, uh, into April, that she goes into April. You say before or after? After. After April. Yeah, I think she just holds on for as long as dearly possible. All right. And at, at what point does she become an embarrassment? And, right. and disqualify herself from 2028. Is it, if she goes past April, is it now? Is she already starting to disqualify herself in the eyes of voters? In political circles, yes, that they would undercut her. But the hatred of Trump is so strong, she must be tapping into that, or in some circles, that maybe not. But Trump picked up a big endorsement, John Thune from South Dakota endorsed. Is that a play for the governor there? Uh, let's go to... Uh, Joe of um, Fancy Day. Let's go to Joe of Exton. Hey, Joe, welcome in. We must have uh, had you in mind for today. What do you have today, Joe? Yes, hello, Dom. Uh, that uh, Claire de Lune tune was composed by, I believe, Gabrielle Faure. And my fancy person is Bishop Fulton J. Sheen. I used to watch his programs on Saturday evenings, and Sheen's fanciness was subtle, sublime, and humble, rather than being loud and boisterous like Tom Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Tom Jones fan, oh, Joe Exton, we learned takes now. takes a shot at Tom Jones. Oh, God. You know what I think of Sheen, Dan? If you take a look at him, too, we might do a side question. Not eyes that are attractive. But piercing, that guy's eyes would just go right through. I mean, Manson is the all-time. You take him off already. But eyes that are that's just... A, no, that's a great one. Kenneth Copeland, 
You ever see Kenneth yeah. Clo- Clo- his his eyes, the televangelist? I think he's a great one. Yeah. Well, I would say in in a better way, Rose eyes are blazing. That's the she biggest. Does, yeah. yeah, she has that that dark. Yeah, but Fulton Sheen. Then he takes a shot at Tom Jones. That man can't win today. I don't know if I can sanction that. Another Joe in Westchester. Hey Joe, afternoon. What do you have? Oh, hi Dom. Yeah, by the way, great show you and Dan and your guests as always. And um, I thought someone would have said this, but in any way, uh, I had an alternate backup, um, including you know um, something related to what Joe Vexen just said because it was about the. Uh, being an honor boy in the vestments and all the priests and bishops and Who is it? Who is it, Joe? My my side question is, is, or answer is the mummers. That's Ah, a pretty good one. The fancy brigades. Yeah, the fancy brigades. Bruce in the Northeast. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Dom, Dan. uh, I'm surprised he doesn't like Tom Jones. I thought... uh, uh, Joe from Epstein, you know. Yes. Who do you think his awesome. favorite band is? Is he a Stones fan, do you think? The Mind Boggles. Chamber music. Grateful Dead. He's a deadhead. What the, heck is, what, hey, Dan, what the heck is chamber music anyhow? Why does it have to be in a chamber? Why, why is that a, a thing? He likes music, the stuff you hear yeah. in elevators. So, Bruce, who's yeah. yours? Yeah, this one, uh, she's got the white gloves, the cigarette holder, the fancy wardrobe, and she also has like a fancy accent. And that would be Audrey Hepburn. That is a great one. Dan, you know, the woman, not with gloves, but the gloves that come all the way up to the elbow, like Casey DeSantis was wearing that during the daytime. That's a little bit much for the daytime. (laughs) I'm kind of a fan of the long gloves. I do like the long gloves. I do, too. Whatever happened to the long cigarette holders, though? Yeah. Uh, well, you can't have them on SEPTA. You better not be getting The new guy says I no smoking on SEPTA. I wouldn't SEPTA. mind smoking on SEPTA if everyone used the long cigarette holder. <laughs> Joe Vexton on SEPTA. Hey, look, it's not going to matter because SEPTA is going to be calling a strike anytime now because it's that time of year. There you go. As a discontented rider. Let's go to Richard in Somerdale. Richard, what do you have today, Rich? How are you? Good. Um, well, first of all, I wanted to mention Claire de Lune is not a moonlight. It's clear moon. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Uh-huh. Debussy, right. I like that pronunciation. I do not too. know my French. I apologize, yes. sir. <laughs> and uh, also, earlier in your interview, you mentioned Tommy Lee Jones and Al Gore. Did you know that they were roommates at college? I don't know if it was Yale or Harvard. Uh, I want to say it was Harvard. I'm almost perfectly sure. It's, yeah. Yeah, I thought so, but I wasn't certain. Yeah. Okay. And my person is RuPaul. That's a pretty good one for obvious reasons. All right, one more we might have the time. <laughs> Michael in the north, the great northeast, or the greater northeast. Hey, Michael, what's yours? All right, real quick, because I know you're out of time. I'm out to dinner with this girl. Rich family and everything. We go to a restaurant, and we're eating and everything, and I pick up a cup, and I take a sip from it, and they all laugh. Apparently, they had this cup where if you're eating, like, barbecue or something sloppy, you stick your fingers in there and actually rinse it off. <laughs> and I took a sip of this stuff. And, uh, you know, this is the same family that had explained to me what a mudroom was. I had no idea that it was a laundry room. A mudroom? Oh, my God. A mudroom, yeah. That's what they called a laundry. That's how rich they were. They had a, a mud room, not a laundry room. 
Oh boy, that's pretty good, Dan. I, I gotta love, say, I love the finger washing bowl. Yes, you know what? That's, he picks up and takes his drink out of that's, that. That's uh, pretty good. All right, Dan. I think must we must been thirsty. We gotta run these down today. To be fair, we're gonna need a little time here. That was pretty good. There were several good ones here at the end. What do you yeah, say? Some great ones, Dom. Uh, in, in the world of uh, people dressing nice or fancily, yeah. I mean, Elton John, Jay Wright, Queen Elizabeth is very fancy, obviously. Yeah. Fictional uh, Miss Piggy. You got John Kerry mentioned today because of the way he eats uh, his cheesesteaks. But the best answer in my mind are either Leslie with the chilled salad plate or Michael in the Northeast with his finger rinsing bowl that he just gave us. I thought that last one was a great answer. <laughs> Torturing me because I agree with both. I like the last one. Leslie's was great. But Leslie's Dan, was awesome too. Drinking but... the water from the thing you put your fingers in with the family. Even Joe of Exton might not know that. Michael's right. in the hat. That's the winner. Keep him coming tomorrow again. Give us any side question you like. Back from his uh, triumphant tour of CPAC, Rich Cioli is next with four big hours to carry you home. Follow me on Twitter until tomorrow at Dom Show 1210. At Dom Show 1210, here on Talk Radio 1210. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD.